So, NASA is hiring 24 religious scholars to examine how humanity will respond to the discovery of aliens. And if anything, this headline sounds very, very weird because this is like Marvel and DC coming together to make a movie. Because this is science, which will say believe in the Big Bang. And then there's no religion, which will believe in the creation theory. Like they're coming together to actually do some shit together. Like this is this is wild. Because first of all, at least NASA is acknowledging that they believe in the existence of aliens. But more so than that, why exactly would they need to know how it is that aliens would be received by the Christian or the Muslim or whichever religious population is there? Like, isn't that a little bit odd? Just think about it for a second. The idea of having a bunch of aliens going to a mosque, going to church, going to a Hindu temple and shit, like, it seems a little bit far-fetched because, first of all, they're supposed to be, as at least most people have been saying, more evolved than us humans are. And we don't know if they have the same male-female gender comparison. We don't know if they reproduce by cell division or some shit. But... Out of all of this, NASA decides, you know what, let's get a bunch of Christian and Muslim guys because what else would be nicer than having an alien go to church and then have some guy come and be like, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior? Like, how exactly would we consider that to be something that's paramount in an alien survival on this planet? Like, imagine if they're used to walking around naked and then they go to a mosque and then they identify as either male, female, transgender, I don't know. And then they're told, you know what, you have to cover up. You have to wear a buoy buoy because we don't know if you have a dick and um, we haven't checked to see if you have a vagina. Like, that shit, that shit makes me question NASA for a lot more things because if they're getting to the point where they're thinking about religion, then maybe the question shouldn't be, are there aliens out there, but how long have they been staying with us? Because at the point at which they're considering religion, that's mostly a social interaction. You know, going to a church, going to a Hindu temple, you know, going to to the likes of, of, of a mosque. Like, that requires social interaction, which means that they're probably already here. And they're probably even just chilling at a NASA base, busy, you know, just sipping on, on Earth's fine wines and shit. Although at the same time, I wonder how the Hindus would take it. Because I know a lot of the Indians who, who practice Hindu are still fairly racist. So they'll probably look for the darker aliens and then split them away from the lighter aliens and then treat the lighter aliens nicer. Like, it is something that I do think might actually happen, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me that thinks that way. Maybe the Hindus are a lot nicer, although I do honestly feel like the Buddhists would probably be the nicest one out of all of us because those guys are so nice and harmless. And considering that a lot of them like chilling in a mountain and just chilling alone like monks and shit... Like, they probably look at the rest of us human beings as extraterrestrials, so they'll be welcome to that shit. But then again, I barely know shit about Buddhists, so who the hell am I to say this shit? What I do know about is that there is a podcast that I am doing, which I should have started, because time has really flown, and I like to start in my very typical fashion, where I start by saying... Welcome to Breaktown on West Side, your number one Breaktown podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who believes that his next girlfriend is going to literally be out of this world, especially if she comes with four asses and like three tits. 
He is a man who sees the ass in astrology. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show, where I get to talk about love, sex, and relationships. And while some people disagree, at some point I might come to a conclusion, and you are free to discuss it even after I have discussed it. And if you do want to do that, if you do want to suggest a topic that I should talk about, then on IG it is at Breaktime on Westside, on Facebook it is also at Breaktime on Westside, and on Twitter it is at Bugaka the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. All those DMs are open, you can slide in there, you can discuss. If you agree, if you disagree, if there is something that you would want me to discuss on the podcast, then I would be glad to check it out and I might just consider doing it. But then again, can we just go back to the whole ET thing with NASA? Like, think about it. If those things actually know how to give head better than women. Like, I don't know. It's just a random thought. But anyways, that aside, that aside, we should get into our main topic of today. But before we do that, we need to go to the UK for a bit and look at how hard it is to get married, at least for a Muslim man, because a 29-year-old UK-based bachelor was so desperate to find a partner, he spent several hundred pounds on multiple billboards in an attempt to get the word out. And he says on the billboard, saved me from an arranged marriage. And he put it on like 20 foot sized ads on billboards all across Birmingham. And well, by the looks of it, this guy is so dedicated to it, he even has a website for it. Now, the man in question is known as Malik. And he says on his website, which is findmalikawife.com. Hi, I'm Malik. You may have seen my face on a billboard somewhere. I am 29, live in La Vida in London. I'm an entrepreneur and a foodie and I'm religious. And he says his current loves are food, quality conversation and learning more about his faith. And he is looking for someone who is nearby who is working on her deen. Deen being Arabic for religion. So he's doing all of this so that he doesn't get into an arranged marriage arranged by his parents. And to a certain degree, I can kind of understand why he'd want to do this. Because when you kind of think about it, you can't exactly get a second, third or a fourth wife while you're in the UK. At least last I checked. Because uh, it's strictly monogamous. And for you as as like a citizen, there, you can't have more than one wife. As opposed to Muslim culture, which allows for like four. So normally, like if it was here in, in Nairobi, much as we are... Uh, mostly a monogamous society we do allow for polygamy to a certain degree because of culture and shit so you can find that a muslim man can literally get into an arranged marriage by the parents and get his first wife from there but wives two three and four are usually entirely up to him so it makes sense why he'd want to escape the whole arranged marriage because he wouldn't want to spend the rest of his life with someone that he doesn't love and it makes sense it makes a ton of sense i can totally understand that Although, I would probably tell him that arranged marriages do have a much longer lifespan than the typical ones where we go and look for someone that we want to marry based on the fact that we love them. Although, granted, it still does come down to the two people that did get married and whether they choose to stay together. But here's how I look at it. Like, this guy clearly does not want an arranged marriage. Although, some of these times... You can get an arranged marriage and you find that the babe that your parents are priming up for you is fine as fuck. And hell, she might not be interested in you, but the fact that it's arranged means that you're still gonna get to clap those cheeks whether you like to or not. So, in one way or another, it might actually be a good thing. 
might actually be a good thing but i can get how he's not entirely interested in the entire idea because you know western culture western society you should have your own freedom of choice blah blah but to a certain degree i do like his selection process like for him he's fairly interested in something fairly simple and considering that he has spent money on billboards and he's and he's in the tech space he's 29 years old and he seems to be doing pretty well for himself i don't think he's gonna have that much of a problem finding a babe that wants to marry him the only thing is finding a babe that's actually religious that's probably where the biggest issue is although this story does bring something out that a lot of people nowadays don't want to admit more so guys and that is guys are actually just as interested in marriage as women are yes i can get it nowadays there's a lot more people who are like oh why should i get married oh marriage isn't a good thing and more so it's a lot of guys nowadays that are like why the hell would i bother getting married you know why would i go and and pretty much sign a contract where i'm like i am going to be with this person forever or i can lose half my shit and i know it sounds like it's a bad idea if you let a lot of current young guys tell you about marriage today like they make marriage seem like it's such a bad idea and it's such a bad thing even though you will actually find statistically men are actually very happy after they get married like they can actually end up being happier after they get married and this is a very clear proof that this is someone who is actually interested in getting married and not all young guys today just want to hoe around and they're not looking to get married because it looks like it's 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 a downside for them like there's plus sides to marriage and for for the people that do actually manage to get married then they might actually get to enjoy the benefits that come with it for those who don't they could probably look at other people's marriages and say oh you know this is why i didn't get married but at the end of the day they'll never really know what benefits they had because they never really chose to get married and that said i think each and every guy who has once thought of getting married should probably look at the idea again yes i know there's a fuck ton of people nowadays that speak against it both men and women but honestly it should come down to you and sometimes you actually realize that you will gain more fulfillment from marriage than you will from being single like yes being single does afford you a bit more freedom but you will find especially in your later years that marriage and having a family does carry quite an amount of fulfillment although at the end of the day it still does come down to whether you want to do it or not and you know whether you actually do choose to enjoy the space and environment that you're in but that said we should leave it at that i do wish the man from the uk mr malik all the best in finding a wife but i am going to move it on from there so we can take it to our main topic of today and sometime last week i was having a discussion with a friend of mine and at some point we ended up talking about the whole idea of men and women and the social interactions and whether friends can actually be like a true thing and it was a bit of a back and forth and yes i know i have discussed this before but at some point someone else sent me a clip on on this entire question which kind of made me rethink the entire thing and i thought maybe i might have actually been looking at this a little bit differently now i am going to play the clip for you guys and as usual if you've listened to battle of the sexes whenever i do this i will state what it is that i like what it is that i don't like and what i think we should learn from and possibly a conclusion so here it is are men and women actually really friends out here if in most cases which i believe most cases are like this where people are yeah that's my girl that's my friend like oh, nothing no that's just a guy that's my big bro blah blah the minute you become aware 
that you're attracted to said person, you are no longer friends. I don't think it's to say that the person is not attractive. It's once you become aware that I am attracted to this person, yeah. then you are no longer their friend. So I think there's a lot of women that have, oh, that's my guy friend, blah, blah, because they mm. are not attracted to those men. But it does not mean those men are their friends from the men's perspective. There's a big difference between saying, yo, that's an attractive girl versus, yeah, I'm attracted to her. Those are two different things. All right. Okay. So what's being brought out here is, yes, can you be friends? Then it's possible. But once you realize that there's an attraction, then it becomes questionable whether you are friends, whether you should be considered friends. And funny enough, that's actually the main thing that I agree with. Like, I do agree that if you are male and female friends, like if you guys consider each other friends, the moment one of you gets some sort of attraction to the other, then there's a very good chance that your friendship dynamic will change. Literally everything changes. And you never notice this better than when one of y'all decides to come out and state that there's feelings. Because if the other person doesn't feel the same way, then the entire dynamic changes completely. And no matter how much you will try to keep things normal, you will try to make things normal, it's not going to feel the same. Because on one end, especially with the babes, when a guy comes out and, you know, says that he has feelings for you, it's like you all start to question us. Because now the trust kind of drops because now it becomes a question of, is he only my friend because he wanted to sleep with me? Is he only my friend because he has feelings? Is it a genuine friendship? You know, of which I do honestly feel like the whole idea of the genuine friendship needs to be debated a little bit. But something that I don't agree with in this entire thing is the idea that men and women can't be friends. Yes, they didn't exactly say that, but it seemed more of an implication to a certain degree of which, to be honest, I do think that we can be friends. I do honestly think that we can be friends. It's just that it's not going to be as straightforward as you might think. Because when you think about male friendships, it it's never really like all like direct one way kind of thought. Like it is quite oftentimes fairly oversimplified. Because when you think about it, when you ask most guys nowadays, actually, when you ask a lot of um, guys nowadays on whether men and women can be friends, you know, minus a lot of the woke people that try to make it sound like, oh, you know, it's perfectly okay. A lot of guys will be like, you know, what, men and women can't be friends. If, if we're friends, you're probably unattractive to me or I'm in the friend zone and I really want to fuck. Like, they look at it as just one of those two things. And I do feel, like, I did feel before that that was how it was you know it's either you're not attracted to that person or you're attracted to that person and you're in the friend zone you know seems pretty simple but i don't know i think it's because of my time working and being in corporate for a little bit and i think you know expanding the number of friends that i have i started to look at it a little, a little bit differently and i feel like that's an oversimplification of it all because when you think about it how many babes do you think befriend guys with the idea that they're going to date them like that shit is it's it's a fairly common thing it's a fairly common thing babes will end up befriending guys that they really like and i do think maybe it's just the fact that the sex factor is usually you know very very pronounced when guys are trying to bang a babe who's like their friend but for the most part it does seem like it is fairly the same thing but 
I think more so than that, there's a lot of people that push this thing of all real friends or genuine friendships. And I do think that is something that does contribute to this whole bias of, oh, you know, men and women can't be good friends. Like they can't really, really be friends. Because when you think about the whole idea of a genuine friendship, it's like this whole thing of, oh, you know, we we care about each other and there's nothing that we're trying to like milk out of the other person, which I think is a fair bit of bullshit. Like, I'm just going to be honest. I do think it is a fair bit of bullshit. Do I believe in real genuine friendships? Yes, I do. But when you think about it, friendships, just the same way socialization is set up, is about benefit. Like us human beings being social, us coming together and doing shit together, it's usually all for benefit. The only question is, is it mutual benefit or is the benefit singular? Because when you actually look at it, a lot of friendships are usually based on like three main bits. So there's friendships that are based on the past such that, you know, you guys grew up together. You guys have been friends since you were kids or family friends or you guys have been to the same church or you've been in the same school for years. So you guys are friends because you share a past and that past is what keeps you guys together. So you guys feel like you know each other and you understand each other. Now, while it does seem mutually beneficial, a lot of times those friendships don't really amount to that much. Like you guys just know each other for a very, very long time. So you guys feel like you do know each other. Yet when it comes to mutual benefit, the both of you might not be mutually beneficial to each other. So can you call that a genuine or a real friendship? Yeah, but if your friend who you've known for all of these years suddenly starts working against you or suddenly starts doing some shit and doesn't include you or, you know, does it behind your back and, you know, profits off of your suffering, then it suddenly doesn't make it seem as genuine or as real. Then you look at the the more present friend, you know, those are the friends for now. Those are the types that, you know, you'll probably meet at the club and you'll be homies and then you guys will hit each other up whenever you guys are going out or some shit or you guys are just interested in the fun for now or the work for now. Like that's where a lot of the acquaintances kind of fall in because you realize that we're only friends because we work together or we're only friends because we party together or we're only friends because we have uh, like mutual friends who will have all of us meet up and then we can go and do some fun shit together. And those are friends for the present. Now, those ones are considered to be the least genuine, even though some of them actually are the most genuine because they clearly know what it is that they contribute there and they are there for the exact amount of time that that's required. Then you look at the ones that look forward to the future and you know, those are the friendships that are based on the future and those ones are the ones that are considered to be the most real or the most genuine. But at the end of it, it still comes down to the same exact thing. Is it mutually beneficial? Like that's where it's at. And to be honest, when you look at most friendships, if they're not mutually beneficial, then one person's going to be calling the other one a fake friend or they're going to be saying that they're not real. So when your motivational speaker is busy telling you, oh, you know, now that a new year is upon us, you should cut out all the fake friends. Like you might feel like you're a real friend to one of your homies, but because they don't see whatever benefit you contribute, then they'll cut you off because they think you're a fake friend. Like that's just it. So the true essence of a true, genuine, real friendship is mutual benefit. And sometimes the mutual benefit can only be for the present. And sometimes the mutual benefit might have passed. But at the end of the day, friendships are mostly about mutual benefit. Now, going back to the whole relationships thing, because I feel like I deviated a little too much. Like, 
when you look at a guy and a babe and their friends and this guy suddenly feels the attraction for her now it does kind of split two ways because it depends on which one comes first on the priority list uh, before and say during the friendships so like if this guy wanted to bang you from the get-go and y'all ended up becoming friends then there's a pretty good chance that your friendship is based on this guy wanting to bang you so he is looking for the chance to do it and if you say no there is no chance in hell that we are going to do it and he accepts that as a reality then don't be surprised if he just stops talking to you or he decides to buzz off or your communication breaks down or your friendship just ends because at the end of it this guy's benefit was the sex now if you did not find mutual benefit that went along with the sex then unfortunately that friendship cannot remain now if you have a guy who's been your friend for the longest time probably wasn't attracted to you then probably at some point he he opened his eyes a little wider you know he saw how fire you looked and he suddenly felt the feeling of oh i want to date this babe or i want to bang this babe then at that point you could say that they could still be a friend now of course the only way to find out is if this guy went and tried and you told him no then at that point then it becomes a question of which one is more important to me is it the friendship or is it the bang now a lot of times when you find that you had a friendship like that and then you felt like banging or you wanted to date and she turned you down a lot of times it's fairly common for a guy to be like all right it's cool we'll just leave it at that and we can just continue being friends because at the end of the day you are my friend and i value our friendship and i would not want to jeopardize that by continuously trying to do it or continuously asking for it yet you definitely said no and because we're human beings and we are fortunately adults you can understand how complicated it can be that even though i look at the idea of banging you as something that i would do i also do value our friendship and i put it above that because it is something that a lot of guys actually do and i am a pretty good example of that because when i actually look through a lot of my female friends i am not going to lie to you like half to three quarters of them i would bang them in a heartbeat like give me a chance and i will do it no holds barred and i will enjoy the fuck out of that shit but are you telling me that i won't be a genuine friend simply because my desire to bang them is there no because at the end of the day my mutual benefit with these babes is beyond what the sex is and maybe it might be business maybe it might be on a social level maybe it's emotional maybe it's mental or psychological benefit but at the end of the day because the mutual benefits that we were supposed to have were not on the sexual level it means that me throwing it in there might be a huge plus but it not being there is perfectly okay and that's where the precedence is so at the end of the day it all comes down to a question of are we friends because you want to bang me or are we friends because there is such and such that we share together like if at the end of the day for the guy he still wants to bang then he's definitely in it for his own personal reasons especially if you're not down for it but if it's something that's beyond that then it's something that's very possible as well even though the desire to bang you is actually there now unfortunately i'd probably give some way of figuring out which one is there or the other when it comes to checking with guys but i'm sorry babes this one is something that you'll have to find out on your own but that said let me just conclude by saying this 
as a guy, if I see an attractive woman and I do feel attracted to her, then my desire to bang her might just definitely be that. There's a pretty high likelihood that it'll be there. If I'm attracted to her and she seems my type, there's a pretty good chance that my desire to bang her will be there. But that said, if it is not the primary reason why we are friends, then it does not mean that that's all I'll want from our friendship. Now, the main difference between that and being the guy that just wants to bang is, on one side, you have a friend. On the other side, you're in the friend zone. For you as a guy, it is for you to decide whether you are a friend or you are in the friend zone. But either way, for the sake of the benefit of everyone, it is very good to make sure you put that down from the get-go. That way, you do not end up wasting someone else's time with the belief that, oh, you know, I might just hit, yet they are valuing the friendship, while on the other hand, you might actually be having a chance to bang this person and they might actually be interested in you in that exact same way but the fact that none of you is actually coming out to state it y'all will end up wasting so much time that you guys would have spent either banging or dating or doing all sorts of other shit that you'd have probably wanted to do together but anyways that said i might be wrong about this shit so i want your thoughts on it the DMs are open on IG, it is at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and I will attend to them accordingly. If you are using an app that allows for ratings and reviews, a rating and or review will be highly appreciated. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>